Just how does an accomplishment-driven leader approach the evaluation process? Find out. A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. We're back. Welcome to Season 5 of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I'm delighted to again host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money, focused on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. In season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. In season four, we continued exploring ADL in this roundtable, thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to become accomplishment-driven leaders. In this season, we'll continue to explore this new destination, how to talk about it, how to think about it, and how to bring your team with you as you depart on this journey. At Students Matter, we believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Hey. Good morning and welcome back to the wheelhouse. It's Grant Chandler with his good friends, Kathy Money and Penny Brockway. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are bright and early again in some undisclosed location recording another episode of The Wheelhouse. So good morning to our listeners as well. Hey, you know, two weeks ago we talked about uh, the opening. You know, I think we are trying to really fit in with our calendar in terms of what's happening out there in the world of education right now. And so, of course, two weeks ago we talked a lot about um, how an ADL would kind of re-envision and reimagine. Uh, opening days. And then last week, we launched our very first Wheelhouse Classic, which was to to re-show, re uh, to re republish an episode, which I thought absolutely made sense, which was to talk about you know, growth. How do we move away beyond feedback to growth and uh, as that primary function of accomplishment-driven leaders? And so I think today it makes really, really good sense because again, we're at the beginning of the year, school districts are opening up or about to open up lots of conversations with teachers. You know, we seem to we seem to spend a lot of time at this at this venture uh, talking about the evaluation process, right? Um, which of course we know is mandated by legislation in lots of different ways all over the country, right? It's very, very different from state to state. But I thought it would be a really good, you know, this is just very timely to talk about uh, how an accomplishment-driven leader kind of disrupts that process and thinks differently about that process. And I'm going to be, I'm just going to say it, regardless of where we are in what state we're in or what we're doing, evaluation, no matter how you spin it, is about judgment. At the end of the day, the person sitting in the seat 
is required to cast judgment on the person being evaluated. And I know from conversations with people all over the country that educators are fixated on that judgment. It clouds almost everything that they do in this process of thinking about how's this going to show up in my evaluation? What are you going to say in my evaluation? Well, you know, how how am I going to be highly effective or whatever label is used in whatever state? You know, um, it's this drive to judgment that I don't think any of the evaluator evaluation system creators, I'm not sure that that's what they envisioned when they created these tools, but that's how they play out in a lot of places is we fixate on judgment. But an accomplishment-driven leader fixates on growth. How does that work then in an evaluation cycle? So today's episode, another very organic conversation is, hey, ladies, how does an accomplishment-driven leader think about and act upon evaluation. What a what a heavy topic, right? And a loaded loaded question, sir. Which you know, I know. good morning, uh, everybody. Here yeah, we go. Good morning. Let's talk about it because this is uh, this is one of those areas that it's, um, you know, it, how 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 much you want me to punch? Punch <laughs> away, right? Punch, 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 and. So new year, new, I'm going to, I'm going to take the angle of that traditional, right? And then I'm going to let my good friend Penny say, okay, Kathy, here's, here's why it's so different, right? Are you ready, Penny? You ready for me to I'm ready. play a little, fire. Little, little, little ball with you? If I were, if I were a sports person, I'd have a great analogy right there, but I don't. So <laughs> just give <laughs> me what you're thinking. What's I'm that thinking traditional pickleball, but I don't know how to play pickleball, but you know, that's the trend. <laughs> Um, so new year, new teachers and professional learning. And what are we, what are we going to, what are we going to focus on? And one of the items traditionally on the list is that they've, we've got to let them know what the evaluation process is, right? That's so important that they know day two, how we're going to judge them. Right. So traditional. Hello. Welcome to our now district. That's a problem already. Right. Day two. Kids aren't even in the building yet. And we're talking about casting judgment. Yes. And really thinking about then here's here's the process. Here's the um, how we're going to lay it out. The pre-conference reviewing lesson plans and talking about kids. And then I'm going to come observe that lesson uh, probably about a week later. So we're going to have this this really nice <laughs> lesson. And then we're going to have a conversation. We're going to have a post conversation and, and we're going to use some rubric. We're going to judge. You're going to judge yourself. I'm going to judge you. And, you know, we'll, we'll all be happy, right? In the end, we'll give you a rating and we'll I'll see you again second semester. So... Penny, that's that that's the ball I'm throwing at you. Yeah, and I mean it's actually easy to define the traditional view of it. And in a lot of places it's been defined for 
administrators, right? You are required to do evaluations and this is a certain particular schedule or or quantity in some way it's quantified how much of that will happen at a minimum and here's the training you take and the training's defined in the same way and um so i think grant hit it when he said and we know it's a growth model that we live by um and i think when i think about how it goes from the traditional cuz that's how I started too, um, you know, in the day when evaluations became required in a lot of places, I was in a principal seat and I began the same way doing what others were telling me how to do it. Um, when it didn't feel good, I had to dig deep and say, why is this not feeling good to me at all? Like, this isn't who I wanted to be as a leader. And why isn't it working? Um, because there were really two options. The teacher either kept doing what they were doing because you couldn't give them anything more or were afraid to give them anything more, or they left the profession because you hammered them to the point where they were unwilling to stay. And so I think there were only uh, two options allowable there. And so growth is the answer. And I wrote down a bunch of little comments, right? Um, You know, you have to grow each one. And when I say that, I think, wow, that's more like, that's what we want teachers to do with kids. You grow each child, you start where they are and you grow each of them and they may not fit on a rubric. Well, your staff is the same way. If you're if you're a principal or if you're a superintendent, your principals might be the same way. You grow each of them and you find out where each of them are as a person and as a professional and a reason why they're here each day. And you grow them toward this, this destination you're headed toward. And um, and that's not always very well defined by the rubrics that are out there that we use. Um, and I, I don't think the rubrics need to be thrown away. I think there's some pieces mm-hmm. in them that are instructionally sound and make a lot of sense. It's just how we use those and what they're used for. They're one tool in a toolbox. They're not the box. And they're not the the be-all, end-all to the way we anchor a schedule of evaluation throughout the year. And I think that's one of the other pieces is the schedule. Um, really? Really, because I could come into your room and see beautiful things, and I could come into your room and see a train wreck. And that has no bearing on what happened, what happens over the course of every day, right? Or even the rest of that day, because I may have hit your most beautiful moment and I may have hit your worst moment. The fact that I have one moment to rely upon is probably the greatest danger that we run into that I don't know you and I don't know your room. And it's not just about what happens in that room, right? So I think about this guy, his name was Eddie, and I don't know his last name. And you two have heard this story before. And if people who have hung with me in my profession previously, they've heard this too. But we took our kids to the Grand Canyon when they were all in that kind of middle teen tween area, right? And uh, we hiked to the bottom and back out of the Grand Canyon to see these gorgeous waterfalls. Trip of a lifetime. Well, my son, the youngest of our three, was like, I think he was 11. And 
we're hiking out of that canyon and it's a little warm in Arizona in the base of the Grand Canyon and on the edge of the wall of the Grand Canyon coming out. It was hot and it was a hard walk. And Eddie, long, lanky legs, big, tall guy. He wasn't big. He was just really tall. And little short Zach, who's 11, right? Struggling with every. And Eddie just comes along beside him, picks his backpack up, carries it for him and says, buddy. One step at a time always gets you there. And the keys to getting Zach out of the Grand Canyon was to recognize he wanted out. (laughs) He wants to stay there forever. And it's one step at a time. And Eddie picked up the backpack and walked beside him the rest of the way out of that canyon. That's what an accomplishment-driven leader does with evaluation. Wherever you are, I'm picking this backpack up with you, and we are going to take one step at a time. And you can see the path, and I can see the path. There's no gotcha. There's no tricks. And we're going to take this one step at a time. Our family forever lives into the comment of one step at a time always gets you there. I mean, we say it almost in jest at times, but it's so real, and it's so heartfelt, and it's so honoring that person and that person's walk not a rubric. So Kathy, throw that thing away that you talked about (laughs) and pick up the backpack beside them and walk along and trudge your way out of wherever you are. Right. And everybody's stuck somewhere. Everybody's stuck right where they are. If they could go to the next step, they'd be going there. Right. Um, so, so how do you help discover what the next step is? It might be different for you than it is for me. And it might live a little bit in that rubric somewhere. And right now it might not, but it'll come back there because those are good instructional pieces. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful picture. So I remember uh, when I was a principal, I remember a, a teacher came into to my room or my office, uh, and she was a, r- a little bit agitated. And she was like, okay, I need to talk to you. Do you have time right now? I'm like, yes. She shuts the door and she says, oh my gosh, you should fire me. I suck. I am the worst teacher imaginable. And I said, okay, well, let's let, you know, (laughs) I sit back, you know, um, okay. I sit back and I say, so let's talk about that for a minute. What's going on, right? What? Because I don't find you horrible, (laughs) right? And she goes, I just had, I just did the worst lesson of my entire life. I'm a horrible teacher. And I said, okay, well, let's tear that apart for a minute. Why do you think it was so horrible? And she went through and explained exactly why she thought she was horrible, right? And what she would do next time. And I said, isn't that what this is all about? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what this is all about? I said, quite frankly, I want to model you because- Yeah, you're brilliant. (laughs) Yes, this thinking, of course, sometimes we suck. Right. Of course, we sometimes we're not on our game. Of course, we try something new because we want to be innovative and it doesn't work. I mean, come on. I said, so you're going to teach, you have to teach that lesson again this afternoon. Are you going to do it the same way? Well, of course, I'm not going to do it the same way. Well, hello. Right. Mm -hmm. This is exactly the thinking that we want. Right. This is exactly, you're, you're spot on. Not only, you know, are you a good teacher, but you're thinking the way we want you to think. But it's yeah, so it's not, right. There, that's a true learner. Yeah. And isn't that what 
principals should be modeling and teachers should be modeling for kids who are the ones we're doing this all for true learning. And what is that? Yeah. 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 We've, we've created educators in this traditional model that think that they're, you know, they have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's, there's no perfection. It's that striving to be better and better. It's what we want for as humans. So thinking about many educators over the years that I have had to help kind of heal through the, the the torturous process of this traditional model and what does it really look like and kind of really disrupt their their thinking in these past wounds that you know have been inflicted upon them because of this this tr- traditional approach and thinking about Rachel who came into my office as a as a principal as a as a new teacher to me but you know 16 years in the profession and she had a binder and she had evident like just huge amount she thought she had to come to to defend and to do all this and and we had a conversation about every you know all of this that i knew because we talked about that whole like where do accomplishment driven leaders show up what spaces are they in and i'd been in her classroom i'd been you know all of these different places with her i knew her and knew her strengths and what her next steps were. And we had a conversation and she, at the end, she said, I, I didn't have to show you any of this. No, you, you, you didn't. It wasn't about coming in to defend who you are as an educator and who you are as a human being. It's about a conversation, that growth mindset of being able to understand that I'm here helping you carry that backpack when you need it. I'm here helping you take that one step at a time to to get there. And we've been doing that all along. We're sitting here having this formal conversation because there are some, you know, logistical things that we have to do because of legislation, but also because it's a brilliant time, right? It's a opportunity to be one-on-one with each other. And when we really have strong relationships built, and that's what I keep thinking about, Kathy, as you as you talk about her, I think you had such a strong relationship with her and you knew her so well that then you have this opportunity to just close the door and sit down and the two of you really reflect mm-hmm. and what courage that takes. And I think that's the other word that comes. It's courageous. It's not fearful. It's courageous on both people's behalf to advance that relationship between the two of you as educators to talk about next steps and what that is. I think I think that's the heartbeat of it. I know what you do every day because I live it with you every day and we have the courage to sit down and reflect on it together. That's what evaluation, right, should really feel like um, a really healthy, reflective conversation about what we're doing together and how I can help you and you can help me. And I I think it's reciprocal. Absolutely. Um, You know, it is for a teacher with every one of the students in their classroom. And so it needs to be for the principal with every single one of the teachers in their building. Um, So let's tear that apart for a minute, because an accomplishment-driven leader is not going to abide by the structure that says, hey, I'm in your classroom twice. Mm -hmm. I'm in your classroom twice. 
you know, mm-hmm. once once it's scheduled and once it's a surprise or however that works in in different states, right? So they're not going to they reject they fundamentally reject that because what Kathy said is absolutely what an accomplishment driven leader thinks about and that is I can't help you if I don't know deeply, I don't understand deeply what it means to be an edu- to be you and what you do and how you organize and deliver instruction on a daily basis. So until I understand that deeply, I don't really have anything to offer, right? And second, yep. the relationship between the administrator and the teacher, the accomplishment-driven leader, and the person being evaluated is not adversarial or based on judgment. It's not a getcha. It is a, I'm carrying, I'm with you. I'm carrying the backpack with you. I'm a part of this growth as well. So not only, you know, when we, at the the end of the day, when we have to cast judgment, I'm casting judgment on myself as well, because this is about how well I'm helping you Mm -hmm. grow and improve your practice. This is something that we do together. And when we unpack that grant and we really dig into it, it's not just about visiting a classroom, you know, where you started that was those two visits to the room, but my goodness, uh, and you're not in there just for that, like, but aren't you in there also because it's drop off time and I'm bringing you a little one or it's end of the day time and I'm helping you make sure that your kids are ready to actually walk in a hallway or it's because, you know, I came to say hello to the kids and to be a part of who they are and and their space. So I'm part of their community. Right. And you're meeting with these people way outside of the classroom, probably in the beginning, more than you are in the room. Right. Don't you push into collaborative teams? Aren't you as a leader part of that? Don't you help frame up dialogue that that two professionals need to have together, but maybe they don't know how to really communicate with each other very well, or or you bring your new teachers in and you're caretaking? I don't know. I think there's so many ways so much. you're part of the everyday work. So and and that's a hint of next week's episode because next week's episode as we wrap up season 5 is a day in the life of an accomplishment driven leader. How do they spend their time? Right? How do they spend their time? That's that's our our episode for next week. Today's episode again is we is you know around how do we really rethink this idea of evaluation and you know we are nailing you know what is fundamentally wrong and if you look at the data, if you look at the national data We've been engaged in very robust uses of evaluation tools and protocols for a long time now. And do we see do we see the teaching practices improve? Do we see teachers feeling better about what they do in the classroom? Do we see do we see teacher self-efficacy and agency? Do we see it increasing or do we see people freaking out still? by this process that is done unto them. I get really yeah. tired of, is this going to show up in my evaluation? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I you, that, that question just you know sends me into orbit or, you know, I can't do that because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about what that would do for my evaluation. You can't try something new. <laughs> you can't try something new because you're worried about being perfect. Right. Wow. Yeah, and I think that with so many educators, you know, at various points in their career, moving to different districts, moving, trying different, you know, different things, you know, it's, it's not as common to see an educator that's going to be in a district for their entire career. 
So when you have educators coming into new districts, our districts, that have all of this baggage, right? That they're coming, you know, along with that, with their experiences and what that feels like, then it's even more imperative that everything that we're doing, you know, same with students. I mean, so I I always kind of baffled by how difficult it is for us as as leaders to to really em, embody what we would want for every educator with with kids. And so really developing and growing and listening and understanding who they are as humans, it takes a lot of very different effort than what we traditionally see in, in education. And in order for us to continue to grow educators, to have them want to stay in the profession and not running for the for you know some other other place running for the hills you know that's our job as accomplishment driven leaders is to is to disrupt for them what what it looks like to to truly grow and honor whatever it is they're bringing to the table wherever they're at and back to your example grant that coming in and and being reflective and being willing to be be honest and courageous and want to continue to to do better and to think about that is I'd take that over anything. <laughs> Just a reflective, reflective educator. And you know, I was thinking about the principal who wants to be this, right? This is new for them too. And so central office friends have to be able to model the same building of a relationship. And it takes a long time. This doesn't happen because you you get hired into a seat and you get a title. And now you can, even if you have been working toward growing your accomplishment-driven leadership skill or gifts, right? It, it doesn't happen because you just show up. Um, it takes work and you you have to grow. And so this, this doesn't change overnight. Um, but it it really it, it honors, and I just think of it as such a gift. It is such a gift to give your time as a leader to that next leader and help them reflect and help them pour in. And it grows you as much as it grows them. And I think that's the the um, reciprocal factor that happens in the end that helps you really recognize the value of it is I've grown so much so much over time. Like, I don't even recognize who I was as an educator eight, nine years ago, right? Because this process that we've embedded ourselves in, the three of us, we've grown so much. And to hear a principal say that to you, if you're their superintendent or a teacher say that to you, if you're, that's like the payoff of all payoff, right? It's like the kid who comes back and finds you as an adult and says to you, you were my 10th grade English teacher. And oh my gosh, you changed who I was. You changed the way I think. You changed what a, that's why we're in this honorable profession. That's why we're in it. It's all about growth, right? Mm -hmm. All about growth. We got to throw this judgment aside and spend our time and our energy helping people grow and impact their practice. Next week, a day in the life. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of Season 5 drop every Tuesday beginning June 20th and running through August 22nd. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter, LLC, 
Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online series of four courses, Exploring Accomplishment-Driven Leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on Mastodon and, of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can be also found on many other places where you can get your podcasts or on our website at Captivate, and that's HTTPS forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot FM forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continually enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable as hard work. But being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got this. Mm -hmm.